This is episode number 85 of the Hustling for Happiness podcast, and welcome, my friends. I am Chris Teich, the creator of Hustling for Happiness, and for those of you who don't know what that is, Hustling for Happiness was created to inspire you to get after your goals and dreams each and every day, and to combat the rising levels of depression and anxiety in society. Uh, now, I've been away for a bit because I have been working on a brand new website to help better serve all of you. Um, a lot of people have, you know, signed up already, which is great. Um, my email list is just cracked over 6,400, you know, people. So not too bad. We're growing and um, that's always very exciting. So today's episode, for this episode, I want to talk about some things, right? Um, really, five habits that were making me dumber and they might be doing it to you too. Now, this is just what I've discovered. It's my own experience and I hope it serves you. And I'm going to talk about how I have, you know, overcome these issues, right? So here are the five habits that were making me dumber and how they might be making you dumber as well. So number one, multitasking. Yes, uh, you know, I'm very ambitious. A lot of the people that I speak to, a lot of my clients that I train on a one-on-one -on -one basis and people that are a part of my website now are also very ambitious. And often when I talk to them, they're trying to multitask. They're spinning way too many plates. So let's get something straight about multitasking. Multitasking is a myth. There are plenty of studies that have shown how it makes you less productive, how the brain is not set up to do a lot of high functioning tasks all at one time, okay? The brain can't focus on two things simultaneously. If anything, I, and this is something that I wind up teaching my clients, get rid of the phrase multitasking and I want you to view it in a different context. I want you to view it as task switching, right? Now it might seem like a clever play on words, but I promise you, you're going to get a lot more done when you focus on one thing at a time. Take one thing, whatever the biggest issue is at that moment, and address it, fix it. I live in Florida, and there's a saying here in Florida that you want to shoot the alligator that's closest to the boat. If you're in a boat, in a swamp, surrounded by gators, it does you no good to take care of the one that's 30 feet away. Take care of the alligator that is literally coming aboard. Shoot that one first. What is your biggest problem? What is the biggest issue that is in your life right now? Can you, can you tackle it? Can you solve it? Can you fix it? If so, focus on that. Get that in order. Give it all of your attention, all of your focus. You're going to be more productive and you're going to get things done faster than if it's only getting maybe 30% of your attention or 20% of your attention. So multitasking was making me dumber. So what I tend to do, I break my day up in portions. And it's like, okay, what are the three biggest things that I need to get done today? And then I do them. And then once that's done, then I move on to the next thing on the list. But it gets my attention. So right now I am doing this podcast. This has my full attention. Yes, I write blogs. I write emails. I shoot a ton of videos. Um, you know, I work constantly for my clients. However, right now, in this moment, I'm not responding to client messages. My phone is off. I'm focused on this podcast. Try and give the best value possible. And hopefully I do that. 
Now, moving on to number two, checking your phone when you wake up first thing in the morning. I've done this for years. It's awful. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, and then, once again, other studies have shown the effects of the blue light from your phone and from your computer, either first thing in the morning or later on at night closer to bedtime. I'll talk about that in a little bit. But the blue light from your phone first thing in the morning, it floods your brain with cortisol. Studies have shown that cortisol is released from blue light, higher levels of cortisol. If you don't know, cortisol is the stress hormone. So you are literally waking up where like your brain is not, you know, designed to go from asleep to wide awake instantly. That's not how it works. It takes some time. You know, it's got to move through the brain waves. You're coming out of, you know, um, theta and then belta. Uh, oh my God, belta. Can you believe this? Theta brain waves, then beta, and then into alpha, right? So when you grab your phone first thing in the morning, you are starting your day off with cortisol, the stress hormone. That is not a good way to start the day. In fact, it's one of the worst ways to begin your day because you're literally, before you even get out of bed, you're starting your day feeling stressed out, feeling stress. Don't touch your phone. This is what I had to do. I literally, sometimes I'll, I'll actually keep my phone out of the room, believe it or not. I won't have it in the bedroom. Um, you know, and like, you know, I, I'll do it if I need to, like if I have no other clock or no other, you know, alarm, you know, wherever I might be at at the time. But I still don't touch my phone when I wake up. I won't do it. I wake up, I hydrate, I meditate, I'll work out if I need to. Um, but I really don't like touching the phone. It's not good. It's not healthy. It's really bad for the brain. It's just terrible. So stop doing that. I would give yourself a limit, maybe half an hour, an hour if you can do it, but ideally half an hour. Don't touch the phone. Okay. Wake up, take care of yourself, take care of your body, set the tone for your day on your own. Wake up in a state of gratitude without immediately having to check emails and notifications and problems and fires that you got to put out, you know, from your phone. It's just bad all around. So that's point number two. Don't check your phone when you wake up. Point number three, not having a proper bedtime routine. This is something that I still struggle with because like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I have a lot of ambition. There are a lot of goals and dreams that I want to do. There's a lot of people that I want to help. And in order to do all these things, I'm always like, ooh, what if I do this? What if I try this? All right, I'm going to start this. Next thing I know, a few hours have gone by, and it's way past my bedtime. So let your phone work for you. Set your alarm for breaks. Set it for when you need to go to bed. This is what I needed to do. So at 9.45 p.m., <laughs> my alarm goes, goes off, and it says, go to sleep. It literally says go to sleep. I have to remind myself to go to sleep and start the process brushing my teeth, washing my face, and winding down and starting to get ready to sleep, ideally by 10 o'clock, right? Um, that doesn't always happen, but if it does, great. But you have to have a proper bedtime routine. A poor bedtime routine equals poor sleep. And then the compounding effects of that over time are detrimental to your health, your cognitive abilities, your productivity. Sleep deprivation impairs our reflexes. 
our decision-making, and our ability to learn and memorize things. Like our memory takes a hit when, when your brain isn't fully recovered. When you sleep, that is giving your body the chance to recover, to detox different toxins that you've built up from excess levels of stress and cortisol. So you want to make sure that you are prioritizing your sleep. And that starts with having a good bedtime routine. There are friends of mine that I know that, that drink tea at night. I tried doing that. That did not work for me. I had to get up and you know go to the restroom after I fell asleep. Something that has worked for me, I use blue blockers, which not only helps with the blue light from devices, but it also, the importance of wearing blue blockers, it keeps your circadian rhythm in check. And I'm not going to go into that now. I've talked about it in a different podcast. You can, you can look it up you know, on Google. But you want to stay away from the devices. And what helped for me was lavender. I actually take essential oil, lavender essential oil, and I rub it on my temples before I go to bed at night. It smells great. It's fantastic. It doesn't stain my pillow. It just helps me sleep a lot better. And I also wear an aura ring to track my sleep and track the quality of my sleep how long my deep sleep was, how long my REM sleep was, and and then I look at it. And it's really crazy. It's staggering. When when I first got it, I was like, wow, uh, this thing is going off like crazy. I'm looking at it in the app. It's telling me, uh, red alert, dude. Red alert. You got to take care of your sleep. And so I've improved over time, but this is the one that I struggle with the most. Uh, however, anything you practice, you get better at. So don't give up. Focus on having a good bedtime routine. Number four, not turning off notifications. Okay, back to the phone again. While I do think the phone and technology is a wonderful advancement and it has made our lives much easier, there's a lot of negative stuff that comes from having the phone. Notifications, for example, disrupt our ability to focus. I believe that focus and attention is our greatest asset. I used to believe it was time, but it's not, it's not time. You can maximize your time more when your focus and your attention is in the right place. The problem with notifications is that, let's say I'm writing a blog and I have my phone on. If I get a text message, if I get a phone call, if I get a notification, immediately my eye goes to my phone. It breaks my concentration. It breaks my workflow. And this is something that is awful for productivity. Whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're trying to move forward in your career, whether you're an artist, memorizing lines, writing, anything, put the phone in airplane mode. When you have a task that needs to be done, give it your attention. Give it your focus. When I started doing this, I actually went into a little bit of a panic. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to miss messages. I'm going to miss you know, uh, clients of mine that I need to help you know, because... I have a lot of clients. I I train a lot of people. I work with a lot of people. However, I was like, you know what? This needs my attention right now. I can go an hour without needing to check my phone. And guess what I discovered? The world doesn't care. The world is fine with you not checking your phone. You don't need to do it as often as you think you do and as often as you've been conditioned to do it. Turn the notifications off. Go for a walk in nature. Leave your phone with you if you need to. And then if you don't feel safe doing that, okay, have it on you for safety reasons, but leave it on airplane mode. Practice being more present. 
Notifications will break up the flow of your work, but they also take you out of the present moment. And they literally induce stress of some sort. So that's the fourth point. Not turning off notifications. It was making me dumber. Now, the fifth and final point. Don't hate me for this, okay? <laughs> Drinking more coffee than water. All right. I love my coffee. I love it. A good cup of coffee, it warms my soul. It's amazing. However, you have to remember that coffee in itself is a diuretic. And if you're like me, who tends to have an obsessive personality, I get obsessed with things. Like if you have, you know, I've read the research on it. If you have like, you know, less than five cups of coffee, and I'm talking actual coffee cups, not venti's from Starbucks, all right? An actual cup of coffee. If you have like four of them, you're good. If you have five or more, it becomes a problem. That's when the diuretic effect starts to take effect in the body. Well, like I said, I have an obsessive personality, so I was having a lot of coffee. It built up over time, you know? And having too much coffee, especially if you're adding sugar, don't do that. Especially if you're adding any processed creamers or anything, don't do that. That's going to put your body in a state of inflammation. Stay away from that stuff. However, you have to remember that it is a diuretic. And over time, if you're only drinking coffee and no water, which is what I was doing, you are going to get prone to dehydration. You are going to have headaches. You are going to, you know, you're going to affect yourself negatively. It's going to detract from the positive that we extract from caffeine. And there's a lot of positive that comes from caffeine. I encourage you to drink coffee. Just don't fill it with all the extra crap that's in there, you know? But coffee itself and the caffeine from coffee has unbelievable cognitive effects, um, speeds up your metabolism. It's a great fat burner. Like if you go to a, like a Walgreens or bodybuilding.com and you get a fat burner, every fat burner will have caffeine in it because it's potent. It raises your metabolism and your body temperature. However, too much coffee is bad. Too much of anything is bad. And if you're like me and you're drinking way more coffee than you are water, beware because that's going to build up over time. And then eventually you are going to start feeling the effects of that. You are going to have lower cognition. Your productivity will backfire and it will take away from the positive effects of caffeine. So we want to make sure that we are extracting the positive effects from having the caffeine in our coffee and then also staying hydrated. Make sure that you're drinking at least a glass of water with every cup of coffee that you wind up having. Now, if you don't drink an obsessive amount of coffee like I did, then don't worry about it. You're good. Ask yourself this question, though. How much water are you drinking per day? Are you logging it? Do you know? If you have to guess right now, then the answer is no, you don't know. With my clients, they, it's mandatory. They have to drink a minimum of three liters of water a day. Granted, I'm also making them work out. You know, I'm helping them achieve their health and fitness goals. But three liters of water a day. That's what you got to do. Ideally, a gallon. But minimum, bare minimum, three liters of water a day. Now, if that seems like a lot to you, I'm going to give you a hack. As soon as you wake up in the morning, when you wake up, you're not going to check your phone like I mentioned earlier. You're going to have a liter of water next to you, right near the bed on the nightstand when you wake up. And as soon as you wake up, start drinking that water. Start drinking it immediately. 
If you can pound a liter of water down right away, that's going to help flush out the toxins from your body. It's going to help your body detoxify. You're going to you're gonna pee everything out. But that's one liter right there. And now you've got the rest of the day, and you can get through two liters easily. If you work out during the day, bring a liter of water with you. Sip it throughout your workout. By the time your hour-long workout is done, you should be finishing that water. And then if you're not, finish it before you leave the gym. Now that's two liters of water done. Then through the rest of the day, all you got to do is focus on drinking one more liter of water. Make sense? So with all that being said, please, before you go, I really don't have a ton of advertisements on here. I'm trying to help as many people as I can while I can. So it would mean the world to me if you would share the podcast. If I brought you some value, if I helped you out, if maybe I you know, caused you to think about your life of how it can improve it and how maybe we can improve it together, then please share the podcast. Send it to anyone that you think might benefit from it. Also, do check out hustlingforhappiness.com. It's alive. There are plenty of people that are joining right now. I'm super excited about it to help all those individuals. But if you're not sure about it yet, then that's fine. Keep listening to the podcast. You can sign up for a free daily email, which I send out an email every single day, wisdom that hits your inbox, uh, different stories, uh, tips, tricks, all of the above, just trying to help enhance your life, help you live a better life, to continue to get after those goals and dreams every single day. So share the podcast, sign up for the email, and if you want to join the Hustling for Happiness family, come on and join. I suggest doing the unlimited membership. It's a mindset membership or a fitness membership, or you can get both. So check it out, hustlingforhappiness.com. And as always, my friends, keep hustling for happiness. Peace.